0: Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross-Sections, a weekly podcast dedicated to everything science fiction. It's me, your sci-fi boy, Colin Brandon, and with me tonight is...
1: I am Ben Young. I'm Bill Truss.
0: Andrew's back from the Sarlacc pit. Oh, and tonight we are talking about season two, count it, two of The Mandalorian.
2: Yeah, which just... Do we uh, need to rehash all of the um, personnel? We should... do we? Probably Well, we should probably mention some big names. Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. Yeah, I guess. All right. Thanks
0: for spoiling it For the people who have not watched season one, you her. It's why are you watching? Why are you Please listening don't call to this that. if you have not seen season one? But, uh, yes, Pedro Pascal is... <laughs> not, what? <laughs> yeah. It's not 2018 anymore. Yeah, that's fair. All right. First of all, you idiot, why are you listening? Is that better, Bill?
3: Yeah, it's a much, much better. Thank you. Okay,
0: thank you. Yeah, anyways, Pedro Pascal. Um, before we get into that, though, this is definitely um, John Favreau and Dave Filoni's uh, baby. Has been since the first season.
2: <clears throat> Who else started in this season? I don't even remember. Um, if this was, uh... We got our girl, Katie, sack off in an episode or two, in a couple episodes. Yeah. Yeah, up. Katie Sackhoff.
1: Um I mean, if officially, it stars Pedro Pascal, and that's it. Everyone else and is a puppet. Uh, uh, well,
0: stars. also uh, Ben's boy uh, Giancarlo is in this.
3: Bill Bill Burr. this <laughs> season
0: a couple times. Just oh, yeah, for I a little
3: know. bit. That was fun.
0: Bill Burr for a minute, and then what what's your name? The uh, anti-vax, uh, <laughs> anti-transphobic uh, uh, actress. What's your name? Uh,
2: Cara Dune. Is she even an actress? I don't. I mean, she's a main oh, character. Gina Carano. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, Gina Carano. Yeah.
1: Is she really?
2: Somebody doesn't uh, spend a lot of time on the uh, yeah. sci-fi cross section's Twitter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, anti-vax, anti-like uh, she's like transphobic and everything. Well, she's at least made transphobic tweets and stuff. Yikes! Like, oh yeah. Which is why people were talking about her starring in the uh, upcoming Republican Rangers. Well, I should say <laughs> that. It's Rangers. a little Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um that's like there's no way she's going to be in that show. I am pretty sure at this point Disney's going to like give her the boot because of all her Well, how
2: can we miss They told her to anyways, they told her to
3: apologize, but
2: I don't know she's
3: going to How can we miss know, El pollo Hermano himself, Giancarlo Esposito. Mm-hmm. Like- Somebody said that. Uh, I no, mentioned, I I mentioned that. Giancarlo. Well, I just want to yeah, say Pollo Hermano right? So
0: <laughs> I said, I said, I said I just want to boy, say
3: I just wanted a really solid Breaking <laughs> Bad reference. That's all. Okay.
0: Well, he's probably the yeah. best actor in this series. Grogu, so,
2: you know. it's time to cook.
0: <laughs> Anyways, Ben, I, I I don't know if you have a uh, a synopsis for this. If you want to, feel free.
1: I always come prepared. My man. The Mandalorian, Din Djarin, embarks on his quest to return the Force-sensitive child to the Jedi. But along the way, he learns more about his people and past while fighting back against the remnants of the Empire.
0: <laughs> the, it's the Mandalorian. <laughs>
1: um
0: Perfect. All right. That is exactly good enough. So I actually just kinda want to start with uh I hate to do this to you okay. guys, but I'm kinda gonna go through episodes here. That's great.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think that's it. probably so, the best way
0: to talk about it The way that we jumped TV in show. with this with uh with um, the Marshall, episode nine. <laughs> this is the one that starred uh, Timothy elephant
3: mm-hmm. the good episode I liked that one that was a good good episode it really brought mm-hmm. you back into it yeah that was that was Ben what do you think
1: uh I'm not gonna be offering a lot of my opinions tonight uh because my opinions on this sh- show have tend to got, get me yelled at throughout this season so I'm gonna keep a lot of the thoughts to myself this episode was cool I liked Timothy elephant the great dragon was neat
3: super neat (laughs) thank you
0: very engaging Um,
1: well like (laughs) especially because like I know like one day I'm going to be sitting here enjoying my life and my roommate's going to come home he's going to shout at me and he's going to be like you said the thing on the podcast and I'm going to be like oh my god yeah I don't want to deal with it so yeah no (laughs) it's neat
3: Sounds good, I thought I thought it was a very cool episode that first one because it was kind of like its own, you know I mean it's a it's a western this season's what yeah I mean, you know this show's a western, so like at the, the it was the classic western episode yeah. of a stranger walks into town, sheriff does some stuff, and our town's got a problem, and he solves the problem for the town for a price, and there we go, hmm
2: what better way is there to solve an old West style problem than with just violence and explosions, really? So I don't I don't know if this uh, just shows to
0: how far ahead they were planning the whole Mandalorian show, but this character that um sorry, Timothy Oliphant was playing showed up in the uh I think it was the first or second aftermath novel that they came after. Mm-hmm. Uh as soon as Disney bought uh star wars this was like the first trilogy to come out of books um it takes place immediately after return of the jedi that character that timothy timothy eliphant plays is like a a minor role they just like kind of hint at it that he finds boba fett's armor and actually just like takes on this role of sheriff so the first episode they show up and they actually do it i was like holy fuck this is kind of cool i didn't think they would actually go this deep into the books that they've already started to come out with but yeah it seems like now that disney is in control of everything they're willing to expand out into um i guess this new canon that they're building and this just goes to show this character that they made in the books several years later showing up in a tv show I thought that was pretty cool so
3: mm-hmm I mean, it's 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 part of the immersion of having an entire, you know, can an entire um, property is just like having tendrils going into every single media, especially when you're talking about, you know, like things like um, novels and, you know, the fact that we have direct tie ins to, I mean, uh, an animated series. I mean, that's amazing for like a really high production, you know television series to tie into an animated series in a serious way that's huge honestly I have to say well, that that's huge
0: and that all goes back to that's Dave Filoni the way that he right. um it's his baby is, right. especially the last like uh, probably eight years the way he's treated his animated series Mm-hmm. They the Clone Wars very, the, by the way the Clone Wars and um, Rebels uh, Rebels. They're not just like they're animated series, but he's definitely mm-hmm. treating them like they're authentic, real uh, storytelling. It's it doesn't matter the medium that it's in; mm-hmm. the stories are still good. And, well,
1: the ori- I'm Sorry, go ahead. The original thing about the Clone Wars is Lucas intended it to be a package with the trilogy, with the mm-hmm. prequel trilogy. So, like, it wasn't something disposable. It never was, and. It's part of the reason why Attack of the Clones is the worst of the prequel trilogy, because he, you know, he realized that all everything he wanted to do, he would need more time with, so he just kind of put all the cool stuff into this animated series, and left all the crappy stuff in the movie, uh, because it was at the end of the day a story about Anakin and Padme, which was not not the best choice. But that's not the point. The point is that the animated series is very much a part of the package. It's not the,
3: it's right. I think the best way. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, yeah, no, canon-wise for sure, but like, I'm just talking about the layman mainstream audience that would not uh, invest that much time into a show, um, especially I, the, the way I view it is just probably wrong in every way, is that a mainstream audience may have seen, um, let's say, maybe even all nine episodes right they saw the entire you know every trilogy and then um and then mandalorian came out and it was an explosion because it's disney plus is a new thing and you know it's gotten all this marketing and it's become viral in a lot of ways like baby yoda i'm just being honest uh and like you know it's become very mainstream whereas attack of the clones i didn't really see any facebook posts about attack of the Clones. oh sorry sorry Clone Wars sorry that's my fault that is my fault Clone Wars um, you know I didn't because see... you
1: weren't you weren't searching for the right thing that's why I didn't see anything You but were
3: searching attack the, <laughs> <laughs> the clones I was <laughs> talking about it he was searching, no. for, the clone Wars. A searching
1: for
2: attack of the clones <laughs> no but anyway
3: anyway but uh, what I mean to say is like seriously like I mean this thing is viral it's huge so to have this mainstream very mainstream powerful um, piece of media um, go into in depth into things that mainstream audiences would almost definitely not have seen, um, such as the novels, you know, I don't think I know a, you know, I know plenty of friends that, you know, you know, dabble in, in, in Star Wars that have watched The Mandalorian and know it in depth, but I've never picked up a Star Wars novel. I've never watched an animated series of Rebels or The Clone Wars, and so they're the mainstream audience. And so for the a mainstream audience to get all these tie-ins into this thing, I think it's a huge thing, and I think it, like it's going to get people to explore the Clone yeah, Wars. I,
1: I think that's the point and the hope yeah. is that like, because because the best stories in Star Wars are not the big budget productions. The movies, The Mandalorian, Like they, these are not the best stories. These are mediocre at best. Your best stories are in The Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order, like we talked about last year, is one of the greatest Star Wars stories ever told. Um, a lot of the books, the comic books, Kieran, Kieran Gillen has given Darth Vader a depth of persona that that none of the writers in the past 40 years have been able to do in the books. You know, he's changed Darth Vader entirely. He's, he's, he's taken everything we've learned of Anakin in the prequels and has turned has kept the persona of the insecure boy in Darth Vader. And that's something that's incredibly powerful. No longer is he, he is still a scary monster, but he's he's now a scary monster who's driven by his own insecurities, which is incredible. So like yeah no like if you're if you're listening to this and you haven't seen or read anything like do that you you have nothing else going on right now so go do (laughs) that uh, because it's it's worth your time. I I mean I mean
3: oh sorry. I'm sorry (laughs) trampling over you Miller. No I uh, one quick point I was gonna say it's like it's like we've been talking about it's like what you said Ben is uh, good characters are universal you know any medium anything having a good character with a deep a real, you know, something real about them, you know, instead of you know, oh you're angry, oh you're sad and you want to kill everybody. Okay. Like and it's like it, you know, to have a real like like you said destructive but but very um something you can empathize with, you know in a very real way so I mean good characters are universal and having a good character in a story and having it in multiple forms of media is, is powerful so.
1: I hate to digress but it just talking about it reminded me of a, of a Vader storyline in the comics in the recent Marvel comics where Palpatine calls Vader to his office after Vader has failed to capture Luke for a second time off screen now um, in the comics he's kept, failed to capture Luke and Palpatine calls him to his office, and he goes, "Hey, uh, and Vader's like, who the hell are all these other people?" And Palpatine's like, "Yeah, I'm holding auditions for my new apprentice. Uh, whoever can bring me Luke Skywalker is my new apprentice. Bye." And Vader's <laughs> like, "What? I thought I, I thought I was your boy." And he goes, "Yeah, you suck. So prove me wrong, or 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 die. I don't give a shit." And Damn. it's great. It's one. It's a great story.
3: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Um. So, uh, so this very short series also expanded other areas. Um, when we look at, um, well, episode two was kind of honestly I didn't like it because I hate spiders. Um, I shouldn't say episode two. I should say chapter ten, the passenger, when
2: uh, the Mandalorian is taking the frog
0: lady. Call it.
1: Call it two o two. That's the 202. that's the TV language. Two o two. Okay. 202. The episode
2: with uh, Mrs. Bighead, right?
0: Well, these all have chapters, so I guess it's okay, but still. Yeah, Mrs. Bighead, when he's taking uh, Frog Lady with her eggs to the the planet, and they-
1: Best character of the season! (laughs)
0: They straight up crash land. (laughs) They crash land onto an ice planet, and I'm like, alright, fucking cool, I can get behind it, and then all the fucking spiders show up, and I'm like, god damn, I hate spiders. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty fun.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I checked out the rest of the episode.
1: <laughs> I mean, you didn't oh miss straight gosh. up checked it's, out. It's a it was no- a fun episode. Well, yeah, there was
0: nothing going on. It was just like a lot of shooting spiders. I guess the second half, right?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. basically, she yeah. was just and then and then a Deus Ex Machina from the Republic.
0: Uh,
1: oh, yeah. It's it just got a really strong motif running throughout the whole season. What Deus That's Ex crazy. Machina?
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, I think sorry. Jay-
1: I'm giving my opinion. I won't do that.
3: I'm sorry. No, yeah, it's it was disgusting. Yeah. Don't ever do right. that again. Yeah. I, at least uh... <laughs> you're allowed to say things on this podcast.
1: They ask you how you are. You just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. But you just can't get into it because they would never understand.
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh yeah no I means the it, here's a uh a, a concept in literature um that was uh popularized by JRR Tolkien which is the eucatastrophe um which is the moment of zero hope the moment of zero hope followed by an insane rescue a deus ex machina like uh like he he loved it like um you know basically Helms the deep. entirety of the lord of well, the rings i mean the Helms per- deep the is one example of it yeah Helms Deep, you know. I mean, going off the movies, I mean the ending with the Eagles. That's kind of like something that you know. I guess the
1: perspective um, from the perspective was... of a soldier during World War One, you catastrophes were everywhere. You know, you don't, you don't, you, you you don't have a big picture of of the of the battlefield. So when death is certain, and then suddenly a, a platoon comes in to save your ass, you know, it's like mm-hmm. I, I guess that happened a lot so uh it's uh i'm sure that's that's why he was so attached to it unfortunately that doesn't make for a good story so uh
3: it's an ancient it's an ancient story that people like to tell um but like you said it's not a strong character piece like we've become more sophisticated than that so anyways uh,
0: (laughs) just to keep kind of going through the uh this season uh we get to we we talked about the whole uh would you call it the catastrophe? Mm-hmm. yeah um, with the passenger with the heiress it's a whole different ball game
1: um, second best episode of the season probably
0: yeah this is one of my favorite fucking episodes of the season visually it's
1: stunning mm-hmm.
0: I can't tell you how fucking stunning this this episode was but also they uh, reintroduced one of my favorite characters from the entire Star Wars franchise which is Bo-Katan
1: hell yeah
0: reprised by one of my favorite... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, our favorite actresses, fucking Katie Sackhoff shows up. Hell yeah. God damn. I was They got her. And did she not look She
1: looked amazing. just like her.
0: Yeah, Gosh, it was crazy. I was like, yeah. I was
1: like, well, Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan does not look like Katie Sackhoff in the show. So how are they going to do this? And it's like, Bo-Katan didn't need to look like Katie Sackhoff. Katie Sackhoff looks like Bo-Katan. Yes. And it worked really well. And she crushed it.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was perfect.
1: You you know, uh, Katie, Katie's really passionate about her sci-fi and she's passionate about the, the, the story she tells. So I'm sure that she's grown to love this character after portraying her on two different shows. Now, now three shows that she's, she's played her as I'm sure she's, she's grown to love this character in the way that Hamill loves Luke, you know?
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, God, who else was in this episode? This was... Uh, Sasha
1: Banks. Sasha
0: Banks, the boss. <laughs> yes. Okay. <clears throat> Once again, a uh, a wrestler turns uh, actor, and it's...
2: For me, it just works. I don't care.
0: All wrestlers are actors.
1: Some are, some are just better than others.
2: Yeah. No. She was okay. Don't tell that to Colin. Yeah, Ben, don't Colin tell me that. Loves, yeah, Colin me loves that. wrestling. I love wrestling, too. That.
1: Uh,
0: I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say I love wrestling. Summer. I'm. I'm just very. I'm okay with it. I guess. <laughs> I
2: His favorite wrestler is that guy who goes yes, 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 yes. <laughs> First Daniel of all, Bryan.
0: no. I'm gonna say no. It's not Daniel Bryan. My favorite wrestler, hands down, is. Uh... Oh shit! I don't even know. Mankind. Jake? probably Chris Jericho oh, Chris yeah, Jericho
3: that'd be it yeah. Paul Paul Barrow Barrow no Paul Chris Jericho yeah. no. No. <laughs> no no one likes Paul Barrow
1: <laughs> what is wrong
2: with you? Bill's him? favorite wrestler is Paul Blart what
1: <laughs> yes Bill is Paul Barrow your favorite wrestler because like
3: I'd believe that if you told me it. <laughs> <laughs> well also I, we do can't like, be I do we can't like friends I do like it do yeah. I you know my favorite other than the underdog my favorite character <laughs> is the <laughs> underdog yeah, my favorite take taker take <laughs> I think you'll find yeah <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Stole Did you stole my show. you your
2: favorite character's name? Favorite wrestler's name is Paul Bearer. It's, yeah, Paul it's Bearer. the
1: Undertaker's dad. That name sucks. He's the, he's the Undertaker's dad, and the Undertaker buries him alive after after Paul Bearer had killed the Undertaker, and the Undertaker yep. was resurrected. He came yep. back to bury Paul alive. And it was, yeah. a, it was a beautiful, cathartic moment for everyone. It's
2: beautiful. Res- that name really fucking sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's because they had Sorry. the whole dead theme going. What can I say?
2: I'm glad 14-year-old me so, stopped us from watching wrestling. Just going to say. It.
0: Um, I haven't yet, but I, I wanted to point out that The Heiress, the episode we're talking about, was directed by uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes. So... I liked that she did in season one Sanctuary. I thought that was pretty cool. And it was also the most ambitious episode they had out of the entire um, season. And she did a good job. She crushed this episode.
1: Oh, yeah. She's got the makings. I've, I've watched some of her roundtable stuff. Um, I haven't yeah. watched the stuff for them. I haven't watched the Mandalorian directors roundtable. Because I don't feel like it's good. Watching, like it. I, don't, I don't want to watch John Favreau jerk himself off. Mm. But no, he actually he jerks off everyone else around the table except for himself. All right, well, You'll like all it. right, all right, okay, You'll I'm like down it. with that. And then, uh, I, but I, she's shown up on other like Hollywood Reporter director roundtables, and yeah, she's she's got the makings to stomp her dad in the fucking face.
0: Yeah, but she's very humble with the way that yes, she does it.
1: Absolutely, she al- she's yeah. always been a very down to earth person.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, honestly, I, I think she's great. This episode proved to me that she's very, very good. I will say that much. Um, aside from that, I think I'm just going to go into uh, everyone's probably least favorite episode.
1: You forgot to mention Titus Williver is a guest star in the Aris Oh my also. God,
0: Titus Williver. Yes, you're right. He plays that Imperial officer. He plays a
1: very efficient Imperial officer.
0: Yes. Um,
1: Something that is rare. Kind of...
0: So I'm a big fan of Titus Williver just because of uh, his work on things like Ag- Agents of Shield. Um, I love his uh, Bosch, the uh, like LA noir type, modern LA noir type show that he's done. Sons
1: of Anarchy. Uh,
0: Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, he's great on that as well. Thank you. Um, Lost. So when when he showed up in this, I was like, oh fuck, how do they get these people to be on the show? I don't know, but disney money that's exactly how they do it
1: yeah so yeah yeah i mean well and, and people want to be in star wars you know
0: i know but for for such a small character if you think about it like he was only in there for like what 15 minutes
1: i'm sure the question is always is there a chance for me to have a bigger character down the road and usually the answer is probably no, no so it's they're like, not
0: gonna they're not gonna bring back Titus Willow
1: no 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 I mean like when they're like when they're like oh well they want you on a bit part for this episode and he goes I feel like the question for many actors is always like well is there a chance for me to get another character that is bigger one day and they're like the, the answer is usually probably not if you say no to Disney and so <laughs> he'll go fine whatever I'll I'll just do this then
3: yeah I'm sorry what the fuck what happened in this episode
1: in the Ares <laughs>
3: The Siege. Oh, we're talking oh, we, we about the Siege. Yeah, we were still talking about the Ares. So. I was sorry. I was just looking at that. Okay. Got you, got you, got you. I,
1: I'm okay. I'm confused why people don't like this one, because I, I saw... Uh, Mike's, what, the Siege? Yeah, I saw Mike's reaction as well, and I thought this episode was a lot of fun. The only oh. issue I had with it was the was that he, he got back to his ship and got Grogu really fast, which I thought was really weird. But other than that, I thought it was interesting.
3: I think that's an issue with the entire season is the pacing i mean things thing, things yeah. just happen you know like and yeah and a lot of questions go unanswered honestly
0: i thought the siege was good but there's a lot of moments where it's like okay what the fuck that was very lazy Um just like behind cover just like shooting and then like they like get up and casually walk over to something else while things are flying in the
2: air it's like oh, okay
1: that's fair. Right. I think the coolest thing that came out of this episode was that the Empire was is working with Metaclorians, which I think was like, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking do it. Let's lean on some prequel yeah, yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Doubling down and saying like, oh, people don't like Metaclorians. Well, fuck you. They exist. Here we go.
1: Well, and like there's been, lately been a big turn in public opinion about prequels. And so I think now is the time to strike Metaclorians while they're hot.
0: It honestly this is a aggressive reaction to the sequel trilogy. Yeah, well, yeah. People are latching onto the prequel trilogy. So, Mediclorians are very hot right now. <laughs> and I, I do see what you're saying with their latching on to it. I don't think it's going to last very long though. So
1: well, I I think the questions they bring up are actually interesting, which is, you know, shocking to say for the Mandalorian, which is a show about fan service. Um well, oh god fuck I gave my opinion again. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. At, uh, yeah. oh, well, god,
0: it's I got okay. it. in my mouth. At the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, everyone is going to approach this like they approach Jake Lloyd saying it in episode 1. What are metachlorians? No one fucking knows.
1: Metachlorians are microscopic bacteria in the bloodstream. The more metachlorians you have in your bloodstream are the more force sensitive you are it's it's assumed that midichlorians are connected to the force in some way these bacterial forces are connected these bacterial organisms are connected to the force in some way and are parasitic in nature that then give a the host the ability to connect to the force in a better way and
0: you know what you know what that never came across in Mandalorian, which means no one's really going to explore oh. what the fuck
1: Mandalorians are. Sure, well, well, you know, like they never say the word Mandalorian throughout the uh, throughout M the count. episode, but we yeah. know as well, what they say, they say like M count,
0: M count or M something, count, something like that. Yeah. yeah, M count.
1: So like it's yeah. just and the, the simple fact that they are they are dealing with uh using blood of a force sensitive creature saying M count. You know, we know that they're testing Medicorians in the bloodstream. So, I don't know. I think it's all cool. Like, fuck the mainstream fans. I don't give a shit about Karen who's sharing her gringo, chicky-nuggy memes. I don't don't fucking care about that. She's...
0: First off, fuck Karen. You're right. But... Chicky Nuggy memes with Baby Yoda are adorable. Awful,
1: <laughs> the worst, worst garbage adorable.
0: in the world. No, they're amazing. Listen, the, <laughs> they especially the the soup drinking just
3: like. Listen, the age. The age. See, those memes were really funny for about a week, <laughs> and then they died like really hard. And
0: well, no, no 20, 2020 actually set in, and we were just like, oh fuck. Oh
1: I saw someone. I saw someone even Baby mention Baby
0: Yoda can't save us from 2020.
1: I saw someone mention that Baby Yoda memes are like Minion memes for millennials, <laughs> and I'm like, that's it I right there. That's 100 <laughs> it.
0: No, it's, it's, that's not even it. I just honestly, if you try to explain memes in, at that level, you're just gonna fail because at the end of the day, it's just dumb.
1: Why, it's why just, does Baby Yoda want chicky Nuggies and choco milk? It makes no sense. He has never ever referenced chicky Nuggies or choco milk in the entire series because it's he represents a,
0: Ben he represent, not want that? Shh, Ben he represents a fucking toddler which, he's fifty years old. you know what, Bill, what do toddlers want?
3: uh they usually want um. See, chicken of some PS type and chocolate. Usually uh, Peppa form. Pig chocolate. House, I think Peppa Pig House. Um, <laughs> so, milk built.
2: with uh additives.
3: You know, Bill, uh, if, uh, coca- if you were to give your if you were to give your
0: toddlers uh chocolate milk or chocolate oat milk, whatever, thank you, and chicken nuggets, would they be satisfied?
2: <laughs> I believe so. Yes. If you gave that to me, a 30-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. People with children are the
3: worst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they—they they really are. They're just <laughs> the fucking worse. I'm
2: old enough to appreciate chicken nuggets and chalky milk. Yeah, absolutely. I'm
0: but sorry. It's not mince words here. See, I, I
1: probably I, wouldn't this do is, this milk anymore, but I would con-
2: definitely do chicken
0: nuggets
1: for sure. This is the exact conundrum I didn't want to get into. I, I'll stop sharing my opinion. Sorry.
0: Ben, Ben, you're gonna share your opinion at least five times <laughs> during this episode.
1: I know. I'm
3: done. So I think I said. I think I said. <laughs> i think i said one time that uh baby yoda memes are just fucking rotting right now are just dead and rotting and you were like they are fucking cremated they are gone like they are dead dead."
2: yeah
0: honestly no uh, colin
3: you love them no colin you just said you love them
0: i do yeah
3: yeah yeah you send them to me daily in messages just kidding
0: no that's my
1: girlfriend
3: oh yeah yeah yeah
1: of course, she loves chicky nuggy memes. <laughs> uh
2: she likes all memes in general. Just she speaks in meme. Honestly, if you wanted to like describe Caroline to
0: somebody, she's literally just memes dressed in a trench coat. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She'll tell you that, to be honest. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah,
0: we have
2: the um, <laughs> we have the little plush dog that uh, the this is fine. Fire dog thing, the dog mm-hmm. on the dog with the room on fire. We have yeah. that. We have that plush animal. It's funny. Plush, I have
3: that life. <laughs> well, yeah, we all Sorry. do. It's twenty twenty. <laughs> okay. Right, I just so wanna, we're done with the I siege. Wanna get, Yeah, I want to get to the best actress ever.
0: No, right, we're getting there. So, so we're, we're going to this. We're done with the siege. We're going we're to the the Jedi. Katie Sackoff. The Jedi, which I will point out, Ben, the Jedi was written and directed by Dave Filoni.
1: Yeah. Cool. Everyone sells so out this, eventually.
0: Oh, okay. So this is where Ben's gonna start raging against the machine, like the good uh, the good boy he is. Um, nope, so... I'm not
1: sharing my opinion.
0: Okay. <laughs> this is the episode where uh, ah- Ahsoka finally shows up in The Mandalorian. So this is this is also the guy who watched uh, the Clone Wars but didn't watch uh, Star Wars Rebels. So he has an opinion of who a character should be, but then he uh, watches The Mandalorian, which takes place like, what, 20? We'll say 20 years after the Clone Wars. Yeah, maybe. Almost 30 years. Yeah.
3: What? Who are you talking about? Who are you talking about? You're talking about Ben? I'm talking about Ben, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That's ben. not nice. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. let's just talk about the episode. Yeah. So, so, so Rosario Dawson plays Ahsoka Tano, right? Mm-hmm. Crushed okay.
0: it, if, if I'm going to be honest, crush the character.
3: Mm, I don't know. I just I feel like. OK, so I feel like this whole progression of the Jedi and having Grogu turn into a Jedi and be trained into a, a tiny Jedi knight or whatever. Um, honestly, it's the arc, the character arc itself. I mean, and he's a character who's still a child and is nonverbal a nonverbal child. So like uh, what character development can you do with that? So I feel like it's weak character development. And so anything that's kind of a serious thing to do with Grogu kind of just like it kind of, it falls flat a little bit. I mean, and that goes all the way until the end of the season, but like, I feel like anything that we try to do story-wise, character-wise with Grogu, it's not, you, they're working with what they have. They were working with what they've set up, and unfortunately, it's turning out a little bit weak in a lot of ways. Not entirely interesting, you know. That's my opinion. So this, so anyway, so Asokatano, uh, you know, sort of fostering um, uh, Grogu's abilities is in itself weak. You
0: know? Well, no, it, they've reached a point where they cannot carry the story forward with. Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, he needs to just go away so they can keep telling their story with these characters that they've uh, introduced and developed. And that's exactly what happened here. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it sucks, but at the end of the day, did you really expect uh, Baby Yoda to start forming full sentences and wielding a lightsaber and jumping around?
3: no but i mean i mean they talked about how he was trained for uh, as a child you know he was he was raised in the uh what was it uh he was in the jedi temple on Coruscant. Shoot. in the jedi temple of coruscant what was that called back then uh not the republic i don't know what they called it
1: they changed up, the up their old... their titles again so who cares it was the it was the, it was I don't the know. it's technically the old republic
3: the Old Republic. Okay, so the Old Republic. When when you know he was living in the Old Republic and being raised as a child to be a Jedi, and um, and you know he he you know has a couple abilities and that's kind of cool. But like, there's so much history there that I'm trying to imagine. I'm like, what happened with Anakin Skywalker? What happened with you know all of this? The Jedi Temple, you know, being you know slaughtered basically. And it's like I'm thinking about all these things and. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. And so there's a lot of things that I think about when we're talking about Grogu being trained and a lot of questions that aren't really answered. And I mean, that's leading into more material in the future. But, you know, I, I, it's just a lot that that I there's a lot that I want to grasp and learn more about that I'm not getting. And so I feel dissatisfied with that. But uh, but it was kind of cool to see Grogu kind of like you really feel like Grogu is actually a character with a history at this point yeah. whereas up to this point there was nothing going do, on. Do you
0: feel this entire episode was served just to point out that Grogu has a history?
3: So I feel like a lot of this, you know, episode was, you know, introducing Grogu as a really a uh, real character with a real history, but also I feel like it's another like sort of bottle episode of the Mandalorian walks into town and the town has a problem and he's going to solve the problem for everybody but on top of that we have Grogu's little character development with Ahsoka
0: so I fucking love this episode because um, I love uh, old black and white samurai movies uh, what do you call them the
2: uh samurai movies samurai no,
0: movies. The, yes. you know, no just uh
2: <gasps> seven samurai yeah, that's why i was the thinking the no, director the uh kurosawa, kurosawa ah, thank
0: you yeah no, um yeah, a, shot for shot they actually modeled scenes from his uh like sanjuro and yojimbo like they modeled that for this episode shot for shot it was beautiful. it makes
2: sense i mean yeah, In the Star Wars itself is based off of the Hidden Fortress. Yeah, you know,
0: oh, dude, they they literally tried to tried to grab the the guy that played. They tried to grab the guy that played uh, Sanjudo to play Obi Wan, but he turned it down, and then he got Ale- Sir Al Guinness as an afterthought because the guy that played Sanjudo turned it down. <laughs> like they tried to get a samurai to play Obi Wan. I swear to God, I would. Yeah. It's
1: funny to me though. And here's a here's a fresh opinion that I haven't spoken to the internet yet. Um, the M- Empire's lightsaber duel was based on samurai films as well, yet it was actually entertaining. So why is it that Lucas could make an entertaining lightsaber battle based on samurai films, Kurosawa films, and yet... Filoni made the slowest, oh. most boring fight I've ever seen in my entire life.
0: Ben, can we take a pause and say that Empire was not uh Lucas had nothing to do with Empire.
1: Oh, that's fair. He you're right, a, you're he, right, you're right. Sorry, uh yeah. Spielberg, right? Yeah, no. Spielberg directed Empire.
0: No, he didn't. It was uh George it was it was it was George Lucas's uh professor from film school. Directed it. It was uh, uh, director
3: Irvin Kirshen, uh, Kirshner. Kirsh-
1: Duh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're good. No. He, uh.
0: Which, honestly, his biggest focus for that entire movie was the love story. That's what he cared
1: about the most between Han Solo and Leia. Okay. It was good. I swear to God. Yeah. Empire is the best Star Wars film. My point is, at the end of the day, my point is that. It was boring, dude. She literally they they locked blades for like a total of 5 to 7 seconds. They just stood there looking at each other. Like, what? What is this? What is this bullshit? Ahsoka so, is so, fast. Ahsoka so, is agile, and she is one of the most gifted lightsaber duelists there is. So, so Ben, I know I know what you're saying,
0: and I I agree in, in a lot of ways, but uh The actual fight itself, the action, was not what mattered. It was the dialogue that they had in
1: between. Well, that shouldn't have been boring either.
2: furthermore, it's a good thing she's getting her own show. So hopefully that'll showcase some of Ahsoka's abilities.
1: Yeah, I, I hope people enjoy it. I'm not watching, but I hope people enjoy it.
0: You're going to watch. You're absolutely going to watch.
1: No, I'm I'm not watching. i yeah, we we'll want watching. to do an episode
2: of the podcast on I'm it. not
1: watching half these shows that they've announced because it's only going to reward them for their quantity over quality issue. Let's see, I think half the, of this is not going to be good.
2: We got the Bobo Fett standalone show.
1: I'll watch that.
2: We got the Dirty Dozen.
1: What? The Bad Batch. Yeah, I'm definitely watching that.
2: We got,
3: uh, was Obi-Wan a show or a movie?
1: It's a a mini-series, and I'm definitely watching that.
3: So, I feel like one of the problems that I have with Star Wars sometimes is the inconsistency of lightsaber duels, which there are good reasons for production or story-wise, but there is an inconsistency with it, like the slow, hard movements, and like the, you know like the absolute disaster that is the um what do we call that sequel the seven eight nine what is that called do we have a good name for that the sequel trilogy well the sequel trilogy um itself had a lot of like insane things going on sorry Uh, a lot of uh crazy things going on with uh, lightsaber duels that just kind of like sort of break the rules 1. Po- well, they
1: changed it to sorry to interrupt no. they changed it to from samurai inspiration to king arthur inspiration. Sure. Medieval medieval sword fights instead.
3: Yeah, I mean that's and that's the idea. I'm I'm just thinking in universe canon, you know, it's like what's the explanation going from one thing to the next thing? You know, it's like it's like ray, I guess, you know. Oh sorry. Well, I,
0: I just want to say and JJ J. Abrams was honestly the worst fucking option for fucking taking Star Wars forward. I'm sorry. Now that I think about it, because I love JJ Abrams, but now that I think about it, the dude doesn't fucking care about what came before. Well he
1: didn't want to do it to begin with.
0: No, he didn't want to do it to begin with. And honestly you look at like Star Trek, he didn't want to fucking do that either. But they offered him enough money. Same thing with Star Wars that he agreed to do it. But he gave he a- doesn't he doesn't put enough thought
1: into what he's doing with these these series. He gave a good film with the with The Force Awakens. I think The Force Awakens is a, well, is a perfectly well, here's fine. The thing film. Is
0: he cares more about feeling than he does
1: about thought.
0: Sure, just movies he tries
1: to, movies should tend to focus on.
0: Not not all the time, no. Uh, he tried to evoke feelings based upon what he felt when he watched Star Wars as a child. Sure. That's okay for The Force Awakens. That's not okay for a trilogy of Star Wars. Movies. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, Rise of Skywalker is garbage because you had a disconnected plot plan. Like, if we got Ryan Johnson's third Star Wars film, it would have been, well, it would have been the greatest Star Wars film of all yeah, time. Yeah, but,
0: but I'm sorry to uh, go into this, but just like going back to Star Trek, he even admitted he has no fucking idea what Star Trek is about. He doesn't know what the point is he really doesn't he admitted it but he made what two movies produced a third that's kind of fucking embarrassing that's dumb
1: ah I, I think he made star trek cool again but
0: no he didn't people can listen just, to that he, opinion he
1: on, he yeah. made it he
0: made it he made it money but he doesn't actually know what it's about but then again star trek doesn't uh, appeal to the the common denominator well i I
3: am going to divert back into the mandalorian because i was trying to make a point i don't think it's good enough to, to hold up the show so um what are we on now we we uh so we were talking about ahsoka tano and uh and the fact we we're talking about the poor choreography, the poor choreography, which is and and yeah. the poor dialogue as well. I mean, and that's the same thing. With I mean, I guys, you should go back and watch just that ending scene uh, on episode eight with the fight between Rey and Kylo Ren. It is the worst thing ever. Then no, literally, just look at every single thing. No, no, no literally it's objectively bad like everything is telegraphed there's a guy standing over here with a weapon that could be doing something and he's just waiting there there's a lot of stupid shit going on in that just go to that choreographed scene at the end of episode 8 and just watch it okay
1: yeah,
0: but, I'm not yeah, but, I'm not but, here. Yeah but, did, I, yeah, but hey, did you feel did you feel like you watched Star Wars for the first time? That's
1: not Abrams. <laughs> it was it's Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson.
0: So, but Get
1: out of here. And I'm not here to talk about episode exactly. 8 again. I'm exactly. straight up I'm not here. Let's just here to not open up
3: that can of worms. Okay. So, let's go back to Mandalorian. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't want to see uh, andrew and Ben talk about Star Wars episode 8 for I'll
3: send you guys that video.
0: Anyways, but tell that me was this: Jedi. Clearly, Ben didn't like it. We're moving on.
1: But tell me this: Where is he? Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn?
0: Yeah, but Ben, you have to understand that, like nine tenths of the people that saw that episode are going, "Who the fuck is Thrawn?"
1: So, hi. Um, Dave, I have no idea. What is this line referred to? Oh, well Rosario, it's a fan service line, so I really need you to go ahead and accent it. Is it, it as... a
0: fan service line or is it setting up the uh the whole what fucking five, six show conglomerate that they're like building right now?
1: Um Miller, please insert sound clip. What's the difference here?
2: I'll just insert the Wilhelm scream.
0: Oh, no. Is, that a, is that a, <laughs> no. is that a fan service? Yes. Absolutely. Is it going to set up what this entire fucking apparently franchise is about TV show on Disney Plus? Yeah. Sadly. It's going to build up Thron. No, well, No, not sadly. Thrawn is the ultimate bad guy that they should build up to. Who gives a fuck about Moff Gideon? Thrawn is way cooler than Gideon. Oh, oh, no. Hey, God, no, no, God. Giancarlo is way cooler. They should have used him better. Maybe, but Thrawn is cooler. I'm sorry.
1: No, the fact that they're actually the go that route is great. You know, is cooler. The Thrawn I know is cooler. The Thrawn from what was it? 30 years of history is cooler. Now, granted, I have not seen Rebels, so I don't know what they've done with him. But, also, but I know the uh, fact that this dude uh, see, is showing... This is, this is where is go. Granted, you're, you're, you're I said granted. You're speaking out You don't even know what you're talking about. The, but the point of the f- matter is that every time they pull someone from Legends, they fuck it up. So why are we playing this? Let's keep doing new stories. Let's keep doing new characters. So Let's do I, something new. Why do... No, if, I, if they like I, Legends so much... Why did they cancel it? Ben, I, I,
0: normally I, shh, ben, normally I would agree with you. But in this case, the person that brought that person from Legends to this canon is the same fucking author. The same fucking person that invented the character is the same person that wrote him into this new canon. Steve Zan. Or Timothy Zahn, sorry. Steve Zahn, he's an actor, sorry.
3: I was going to say yeah. Steve Zahn? No, yeah, it's, it's
0: Timothy Zahn or Timothy Zahn, however you say his name. The same author brought him into this new canon.
3: Alright, fair enough. Alright, stop giving your I opinions, this Ben. Is, I should all have right. known the better. Next
0: one.
3: <laughs> all the, all the, all the so, new um, books in
0: the new canon, written by the same guy that brought him in 1992-93, same mm-hmm. guy. Wrote the same character. Okay. Anyways
3: so let's talk about moving forward
0: that was the jedi moving on to the tragedy uh Mm -hmm. which i'm pretty sure ben didn't like this episode as well right i forget this is the one where they're on uh
3: mountaintop
0: yeah this this
1: episode and 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 i don't care like i i'll 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 be a good person and be like look if you like if you like the Ahsoka episode fine. I get it. Whatever. You you like things I don't. And that's fine. If you if you like this episode, you just don't have taste. This episode <laughs> was objectively bad.
2: It was pretty. It's the one where they recanonized Boba and Fett as alive it was, in the it was Star Wars universe. They squandered it.
0: It was pretty bad. Um but it does set up uh the final episode. We'll say that much.
1: Don't get me wrong. Um, I loved having. I, I actually did love having Bobo around. It surprised me because once again, I've been sitting here going, "Use new characters," but I I like Tamara Morrison and he's he's done a great job. He knows the character. Yeah,
0: and honestly, if you read into what Tamara Morrison like approached the character with, he put a lot of thought into it. Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, I'm cool with him, but this introduction of him was not good.
3: Yes, I. I mean, I I did not think I did not have the faintest idea that they would actually make Boba Fett like an integral part of the series. No I really did. did not believe no that. One, I th- I no really thought did. it would be like a glorified cameo or or a fun little thing, and then a whole freaking spinoff show comes off of it, and I'm okay. like, oh my god! Which,
0: all right, I'm gonna. <laughs> I know mean, we're gonna talk about it probably later, but I just want to jump in now <laughs> with it. Immediately, I texted my brother. I was like. Oh sweet. Uh we're gonna get two fifty somethings. Yes, Ming Now Wen is literally fucking what, fifty yeah. seven, fifty eight yeah, years up old. There. Oh she's my up my God, there. she looks yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course she looks yeah, she looks amazing. I texted my brother, I was like, We're gonna get Ming Now Wen and Tamara Morrison uh taking on the Tatooine Underworld. Sweet. <laughs> I said it sarcastically, and he's like, whatever, I could take uh, Tatooine Sopranos as long as it's only one season. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, neither, it's- Neither of them can carry that series forward. That's just it. Mm-hmm. Just one season, maybe even like a mini series. I'm fine with that. Talking, it.
1: That's a, yeah. talking about, since we're talking about that epilogue now, I thought it was really funny because he shows up there, because like at this point, I'm checked out of the show, um, and we'll get to that later. I'm completely checked out, and I heard there's a credit scene, so I'm just sitting there. And starts, and I see, uh, what's his name again? I forget his name. Oh. Jabba's old, old vizier.
2: Bib Fortuna.
1: Thank you. I see Bib sitting there on the throne, and I'm like, he got fat. Yeah, he got and, real fat. And Tyler's like, he's always been fat. Not we like just that. Because ar- we, we was, just got done arguing, so big. he was really heated toward me. And I'm like, no, he hasn't been, but that's fine. And he, um, he... Uh, comes in and and Boba comes in and I'm like, or not Boba. It wasn't Boba. It was Ming-Na Wen. And I realized what was going on. And I was like, why is Boba mad? Because he definitely fell into the Sarlacc pit through his own stupidity. Jabba did nothing to him. No. And he shoots Boba. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. Uh, or he shoots Bib And I, he's like, I'm like, okay. And then he sits on the throne and I'm like, oh, Retirement gig. That's always looking for right now. I had right a similar
2: now. thought when that was going on because it's like this was your this was what you wanted to do with your life. You wanted to like rule the criminal Tatooine underworld. Like there's a, a whole reti- galaxy. <laughs>
1: it's a retirement gig, dude. Think about it. Like the Huts are out now, and the Huts have always been the biggest threat in the Outer Rim, and they're all out now. So that means that it's it's, it's you know. Bib Fortuna is in charge of Tatooine's criminal underworld. It was easy pickings, easy money. I think he's looking for a retirement gig.
2: We got Wugga the so Hut. So no, we got so I, I, Jumba the Hut. So the huts are never out. Jenga the, the Hut. The huts just the huts
0: aren't out. That's not a thing. Um I think he just saw that was the perfect opportunity to break into a a better business, a larger revenue. Um that was weak. Bib Fortuna is super fucking weak, and he took advantage of it. Hasn't you...
2: they, let they let him live? They let him live, and uh, he he saw his op- he seized his opportunity.
1: Didn't yeah. Palpatine kill all the huts except Jabba during the purge?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think is he had. I think he had the rest of the huts killed besides Jabba because he could control Jabba, but not the others.
0: Is there evidence of Boba that? What about
1: I think it was in. It might have been in one of the legends books, so that might be gone now. Well,
0: even then, do, does do, do the huts? Do you need the huts for a criminal underworld? Well, now he, that the huts he, are gone. Do, we gave everything power, to Java. Va- we we know power vacuums exist, so if like something fails, something else moves in place. I mean,
1: could be wrong, and we'll see. Um, but yeah, very obviously a, an easy gig for him.
0: What, Tamara Morrison, yeah, <laughs> both. Which, I love the fact that he did not give that away, because a lot of people interviewed him after the fact. After he like turned up in Mandalorian, he was like, oh yeah, it was great. He's like, not... oh, is there going to be a Boba Fett show? He's like, I hope so. I he's don't know. He's not going to
1: throw away that shot. Maybe he didn't even know. Maybe he is like, maybe they were like, yeah, this is just your epilogue, and then you're done. And well, then... I didn't
0: know this, but they actually used Tamara Morrison a lot in uh,
2: Clone Wars and Rebels. Mm-hmm. But he's the basis of all clones.
1: Yeah, but he's he's yeah, not but, the voice of the clones, correct? It's yeah, no, yeah. The clones are
0: is a different voice actor for the clones, but they actually brought him in for various other characters. Work. Is yeah, is, I is I Rex cool.
2: still a is is Rex still a clone? He's
1: yes, still a clone. Yeah, pretty
0: good. There, we we do not know what happened to Rex. I have a feeling we're going to find out. He appears in, these, in uh, Rebels,
1: shows. correct? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but back to that that introduction episode. Because we're we're running on time here. Um,
0: I'm I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: No, you're good. Uh, this happens with Star Wars. Um, I the 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 uh, definition of insanity with Din trying to push through the force barrier that that gringo oh, that was, was pushing so out yeah. three times i'm like dude have we, we that stupid it's not working and then gringo just conveniently like passes out just in time for the dark troopers to show up and be like nice that was easy no. and yeah. then you take call- off his wait, wait, best
2: friend's
3: is- a fucking puppet what do you expect hold on did you call <laughs> did you call hold on hold on hold on did you call grogu gringo yeah, <laughs> You call him Gringo like, he's Does it matter? Some white boy
1: <laughs> Does it fucking matter? I like it
3: though, like it though. It's yeah. stupid
1: one way or another
3: Get this fucking gringo out um, of here
1: He's either named Gringo or Grogu Either no, way but, it's a uh, dumb name
0: No but Ben's right I will say that the tragedy is the weakest and worst episode of the series Although it's fucking cool that Boba Fett shows up And you even see his fucking knee Like explode rockets at a guy
3: Mm-hmm. It was a great. That was that was a great. You know,
0: there was a lot of fucking like Boba Fett bros that like nutted saying Boba Fett. Dude,
3: Dude, I I, I do have to say the physicality of the character and the way that they shot that and the way they choreographed it just shows it. Like usually. The thing is with a lot of choreography and fighting and there's a lot of show and not a lot of hit. And this was like pure power. Yeah. Like it was just the physicality of it. I don't know how to describe it, but there's this just the you know real hit to when he hits somebody. And that, you know, that's like a dumb thing, but I do believe that that has like a very distinct thing about Boba Fett showing how insanely he competent he is.
0: But I I also feel like they don't stray away from the fact that he is older. This is a middle-aged mm-hmm. man doing this. Right. Which I kind of appreciate. The whole fact that he's wearing, like, baggier robes, and they didn't try to, like, just get a body double. Like, half the time, Pedro Pascal is not there on screen. That is somebody else doing the work, doing the action, doing the gun work, whatever. It's not Pedro Pascal. I'm pretty sure that was literally Tamara Morrison just sitting in there in the... Uh, the big black robe with the arm around. I mean he was
1: fat enough. Yeah. Like, you can, <laughs> we ain't fat shaming you tomorrow. You're good. You oh, yeah. no, he's, I mean,
3: he's, he's old. He's great. He's, I mean he's I mean guy. he had he had, see, uh one of one of the things is that he shoots rockets out of his knee pad, but it also applies Ben Gay. Uh, automatically, which is really, really nice. Right under
0: the joint. Right under the, right jun- under the joint. Jun- jun- don't times.
2: talk about Ben's sexual preference on the show. Please, We're an inclusive man. I
1: thought we could get past talking about Ben Gay without making a joke about my name. That was, uh, no, uh,
2: stupid. I don't know. This uh, this show kind of I think made up for how uh, impotent the Boba Fett character was yes. throughout the Star Wars series. Let, let let's just kind of recap. Empire Strikes Back. He stands around around the other bounty hunters, and yeah, he's he's nothing. cool looking. He's really cool looking. Um, Return of the Jedi. He hangs out in Jabba's palace, and then, <laughs> in the best delivery of a line ever, Han says, "Boba Fett, Boba Fett, where?" Blair. And smacks his jetpack, and he goes <laughs> flying into the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> This, which is proof that the, the character is fucking useless
3: <laughs> useless in the
2: in the films just yeah in the complete garbage he does in from the films alone he does not deserve the hype that he gets i mean which, i get it that like boba fett is rad in the comics and radical he's he's really cool if his first appearance ever was on the star wars holiday special so that's in oh be- yeah, it's in, <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's in between A New Hope and uh, Empire Strikes Back, and he's really mm-hmm. cool in that. Like it's an animated thing, he's really cool. Um, Boba Fett is irredeemable in the movies. And this I I feel like his inclusion in the Mandalorian really redeemed the character as a oh, whole.
1: I I agree. Despite despite the weakness of the episode, yeah, they do a good job with Boba himself and that whole scene. But uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Boba Fett's but supposed that's all to be to like talk the about. ultimate badass bounty hunter in the galaxy, and yeah, and and and, uh, and everything we have committed to to movie or 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 celluloid is garbage. You know, he's he's an, he's a basically incompetent. You know, so we're really getting to see him shine, which I really appreciate. I mean, I know I have friends who have you know fucking Mandalorian tattoos, you know, journeyman signet tattoos. Uh, You got one right here. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, That was a little Easter egg uh, for the people who can't see.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think, um, this, what it's officially called the Book of Boba Fett, right?
1: Yeah. Which is infuriates me.
0: I think it's gonna be way different than we think it's gonna be. It's not gonna be, like, an action-packed awesome Clint Eastwood Boba Fett. You know, I think it's gonna be something a little bit more humble. I just...
1: I just fucking hate when TV and movie gets named book. It's like, no, you're making a TV show. It's not a book. Ooh. It's a TV show. I'm not gonna call it we the TV the book. show. Of Boba Fett. They should. They if they then they shouldn't call it the blank of Boba Fett. They should come up with a better title because it's 100 percent not a book of Boba Fett. Unless the story, unless the story is about Boba. Writing his own Bible verse, the, in which the case, story of Bobo
0: oh. fan. Yeah, I get it. So, yeah, never mind. Doesn't matter. It's part of the old canon. Doesn't matter. All right,
1: Moving
3: all right. On. Bill Burr. Let's talk about Bill Burr. We're talking about
0: Bill Burr because I know Ben loved
1: this episode. This is the best episode of the series. you it's so you can, freaking good. You can seriously fuck off into a Sarlacc pit if you don't agree. Best
2: episode I, of I the I series. Won't, I, won't, I won't
0: disagree with you.
1: Yes, I won't of the whole series. You.
0: I won't disagree with you. This was great. Bill Burr. Holy shit. I didn't know he could act that well.
1: And And by the way, that is even despite the absolutely ludicrous notion that all it needed was to scan a face, not anyone's face in particular, just a face. despite oh that God. notion this is oh. still the best episode in the series I, yeah, I, sent, I
3: sent you that man yes, Wait, you, oh, did. No. Which, you guys continue with which, your I, Well, no, I, I love the fact
0: that in this episode um, Pedro Pascal had to take the helmet off he had to show yes. the face of Din, Din Djarin um, but that's not what it was about this episode was 100% about Bill Burr's character, and I loved
1: it. Absolutely, and his character work is fantastic, but this all episode is also re- has really important character work for Din himself. And that is why that yes. whole face scan thing is forgivable, because while the plot device is contrived, it serves a bigger character purpose. And... it's the the most character development that Din has gotten in the entire series so far. He is now willing to, we've learned now that he has been part, not just a part of a culture, but a cult. And he is literally willing to compromise everything. Like remember where he was at at the end of the first season. And now at this point, he's willing to compromise every aspect of his, of his identity, to get this child back and as much as i think he's dumb for it it's a it's a it's a beautiful story yeah
3: i I mean you're right you're right i mean the 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 action in itself was stupid but i can forgive it because it's such a powerful character moment i get what you're Mm -hmm. saying
0: Bro, it's fucking Star Wars. The action will always be stupid. <laughs> right. Enjoy it for what it
3: is. Oh, the, the, the little meme I sent was uh Dinger and uh scanning his face and says, Yep, you have a face. That's all we're here we were checking for. Please enjoy access to all sensitive data. <laughs> That's the Empire though. Come Walk on. up. Yeah.
1: Mm. Um yeah, no, he He, he gives us a different side of the empire that we haven't seen and and at no point does he ask for forgiveness for the things he's done, which is a really important point of the empire. um you know, there are plenty of people who are turncoats who are like, you know well, i'm I'm trying to make a difference. blah blah. blah. he's not he's not like that. He's not trying to be a martyr or anything. He's just trying to do what he's he's you know, I, I wouldn't say he's trying to even make up for it i I don't he's the way he talks about the things that have happened in that scene with the cafeteria, you get the sense that in this guy's mind, there is no making up for the things that have happened. There's only moving forward and changing what he can now. And that is a, a powerful character character trait. And Bill Burr portrays it beautifully, <laughs> which... Or, or weird words I never thought I would say in
3: my life. No. I was super emotional No, no one
0: actually thought Bill, yeah. Bill Bear would be this good in a Star Wars fucking TV show. Just say that out loud. Bill Burr is great in a Star Wars TV show. Doesn't make any fucking sense. But no, he crushed it.
1: Mm-hmm. I'd be, you know, and I'd, you know, Mayfeld is now one of the top Star Wars characters in the entire franchise, in my opinion. They did. I'm, I want to see more of him. Fantastic. I the uh, I would be willing to watch this stupid Rangers of the New Republic show if uh, Mayfeld ends up being in it, which he'll, I'm he'll, guessing he'll, is
0: going to be the case. He'll be in it, yes.
3: Um, I mean, but yeah, yeah, that's all I had to say about that episode. I do have to say, with that character, it kind of added a new dimension, a new facet to, um, you know, the basically faceless um, lack of humanity. Stormtrooper, and you know, uh, just the Empire in general, and to see an actual individual have an actual dissenting opinion in a way that is actually real. And Bill Burr being able to portray like a real amount of pain and being able to portray pain. I mean, he's a comedian, but like. I mean, I guess you can say all comedians are depressed and in pain. But, you know, like I, I feel like to portray that as an actor in a scene like that is super powerful and something that would be like, oh, yeah, I'm doing a sci-fi show, you know, like, yeah, you know, to be able to, like, give like a huge, fantastic performance. And like, I don't know. Yeah. So I just that's my opinion. Yeah. Which and, um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ben.
1: I was just going to also say shout out to Rick. Famuyiwa. Is yes, that, if that's right yes. pronunciation Thank you. because Thank when you when you, you have it, not no 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 discredit to Bill Burr who is a great actor in his own right as he's proven here but I have I have no doubt that uh, the great director helped bring it out of him as well. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm I'm sure of it. So which, credit to Rick as well.
0: Which is funny is uh Rick from uh, you were uh, he did in the season 1 he did the the second episode where he like fights the Jawas and stuff and I was mm-hmm. like okay that was okay. It
1: was yeah. a fine episode. Yeah, it was it was
0: okay, but did blow me away. This episode, when I found out that he not only uh, directed it, but he fucking wrote this episode.
1: He also did the prisoner episode, uh, oh. which which I did like a lot. That was a fantastic episode. The other episode. episode with Mayfeld.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did he direct that one? Yes, he did. Oh, he did. Yes, yeah, so but he didn't. He didn't write that one. He wrote this one.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah that, that prisoner episode that, was great. that yeah. prisoner episode could be released as a short film standalone and it's fantastic yeah. I love well, that yeah. episode
0: honestly if you've seen the Clone Wars that is just a straight up Clone Wars episode yeah That's it's a Clone Wars was.
1: arc right there
0: yeah it was great um, but this episode fucking blew me away at the believer I loved it um, <clears throat> that brings us into our last and final episode cool Sorry. I'm muting again We're finally there. The rescue.
3: Um. (laughs) Best episode of the series. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Mm, Debatable. But we—that's why we have the podcast. Got, We're to hey, talk about it. It's got nine point nine on IMDb. That means it's yes, the so best I. episode, that guys. What from this, you know? <laughs> it's got thirty-three thousand reviews. It's fantastic. I it's have good. forty-three
1: thousand. <laughs> wow, that's the same amount of negative reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. That's bizarre for Last <laughs> Jedi. That's that's crazy. <laughs> That's like... Movie was garbage. Oh, my God. Ben, I wonder ben, what, what if, the correlation is there. Uh, ben, ben,
0: what if I told you that uh, Werner Herzog said this was the greatest episode of television he has ever seen in his life?
1: I'd say Werner Herzog is an incel little bitch. Ooh!
3: Shots come fired. at me, Verner. He he so dude, dude, if, definitely dude, if, if Verner were to come after us, I'd be so psyched. No,
1: I I don't believe I don't believe that Werner that would say that. Uh one second, which is why I felt compelled to, to respond like that, Colin. So Because episode, I believe he would have thought this entire episode was contrived as shit.
2: So Vitner uh, Herzog uh, actually said.
0: Actually said. <laughs> Vintner, um, yeah, uh, ben, just straight up tell everyone why you don't like this episode.
1: This is going to get me hate mail. I don't know if I want to. Yeah, I just don't do it. This podcast Bro, so just sad. forward it
0: to me and
3: ignore it. That's all you got There'll to be. There'll be two me. emails. The there thing. won't be one email. One's gonna Here's be. From <laughs> the-
1: First of all, I-, I saw this coming because when you... When y- and I don't care about spoilers anymore. I've become an adult in my life. And at this point, I have more to worry about than someone spoiling a plot point of a, of a children's show. But... Um, you know, I knew it was coming based on all everyone's vague posting. Uh, I saw someone post a picture of a dude who looked like Mark Hamill, and he said, This man had a lot to do with today's episode. And though I won't say who he played, I. i it's For spoilers. Not
0: that's not vague posting, that's uh,
1: just straight up spoilers. <laughs> yeah, and nice I looked idea. at it, and I was like, That looks like Mark Hamill. And I kept scrolling, <laughs> and I moved on. Someone posted a picture of the Jedi Temple burning from The Last Jedi. And I was like, "Wow, I wonder what the big thing that happens is." The Mandalorian is, <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, you guys are stupid, man." Um, so I, I saw it coming. Here's what I'm gonna say. Is it cool? Of course it's cool. Of course it is. It's Luke Skywalker and a lightsaber chopping up plot devices. What couldn't you like about it? Dubstep. <laughs> Is it good? No, it's not good at all. The big reason is because this show is not called the Jedi. It is called the Mandalorian and it is about the Mandalorian. And in the final act of the show, of of the series season, the Mandalorian does absolutely nothing. He fights his way to a ship. He gets his ass kicked by a dark trooper Barely survives gets his hand on the dark blade stares at Bo katan for a good minute when she should have just fucking killed him we all know it and then stood on a deck with the rest of the heroes of our season and watched as some character who Outside of the realm of the franchise, I'm talking about judging The Mandalorian as a series as a whole, this character who we do not know, who we do not care about, randomly appears to save the day. And before you say anything, you're going to say, I know what the argument here is going to be. Well, Grogu called him. Well... Grogu should have called someone we've met before, or even more. Let me go further. I'm gonna just say it, get it all right now because someone lit the fuse. Um, even more, <laughs> let Din, I don't know, ignite that dark saber he has and take out all of these quote unquote dark troopers. Which, by the way a dumb concept. We have dark troopers, they're well-trained stormtroopers. We don't need droid people again. Uh he should have ignited that dark saber, done what he could, kicked some ass, and then when he starts getting his ass kicked again, then we can get saved because at least the character, at least the protagonist of our story did something? At least he tried. This guy shut the doors and hid and waited to be killed while Deus Ex Machina came to save the day.
2: I agree with you on the on, on that plot point. Why give the character the dark saber when he doesn't even fucking use it? Right? Right. There's no there's no point to it. I'm I am in in a in a a, a sheer twist of fate. I'm in a I'm in agreement with Ben Young.
0: Thank you. So, um the dark saber represents leadership. Yes, right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he doesn't want the leadership. He doesn't want the dark saber, so he's not going to use it because he doesn't want to be the Mandalore. He tried to fucking it, give it he back to Bo-Katan. He said, "We can worry about it. that when I our lives
1: aren't it. in danger." Sorry for <sharp> interrupting. Fine, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: He doesn't want it. He tried to give it back to Bo-Katan. She can't take it. So he doesn't use it. Because he doesn't want the fucking Darksaber. He doesn't need it.
1: So you're saying that Din would rather everyone in that room die than use a symbolic sword?
0: You're assuming that Din thinks in his head that the Darksaber is what he needs to defeat all of these people. All of these dark troopers.
1: He knows um, it is.
0: How, how does he know it? It how is he a glowing know? laser sword. Oh, so that Deus blocked Machina, his... he just knows that the fucking Darksaber is what he needs to save the day. Here's what I'll say about that. It's it, a... it, it, no, no. Hang on. If he knows that the Darksaber is what he needs to like break through the door and destroy all the people, that is fucking Deus Ex Machina. Fuck off.
1: It's a glowing laser sword. It cuts through metal. It is a sword made out of laser. Any child given a lightsaber could go, Wow, this cuts things. He could have.
0: So he's a Mandalorian brought up to literally just fucking shoot things.
2: And And, why'd they give him a spear?
0: He expanded to using a metal spear. You're going to give him a fucking laser sword and you expect him to like break down a door and just kill a bunch of, what, 20 fucking robots that are indestructible? No.
1: They proved very he's well they're not indestructible. Very, indestructible. He's proven himself very proficient with that spear as well, so don't buy it.
3: Okay. I I wanted to ask, is Moff Gideon like a Sith weeaboo? No, he's like a cuck. <laughs>
0: It's very it's likely a, Moff Gideon sieged Mandalore. So, hey, hang on. tell the fans out there, I don't see the difference. He's just a weeaboo.
3: Yes, he's also a weeaboo. <laughs> he's just like, oh, my God, like, I want all these things. I want the the midichlorians. I want the lightsaber. Well, the and- dark saber is not a Sith weapon. It's a Jedi weapon. Okay. The, the, okay. So Got we've it.
1: talked about this last year with Mandalorian season one, but as a reminder for everyone, the dark saber was created by the first and only Mandalore Jedi, and after his death, the Jedi kept it in the uh, Jedi archives as kind of a memorial piece. Along the way, mm. uh, the a Mandalorian rebel group known as Death Watch stole it back from the Jedi and used it to try and reclaim uh, power on the planet Mandalore from Queen Satine Kreeze. Sister to okay. Bo-Katan Kreeze.
0: Just watch the Clone Wars, Bill. Just
1: do Thank you. you. A favor, watch the Clone, watch Wars.
3: Clone Wars. I, I don't no, have so time so he, anymore. He, he, no, Put he, it on for the with kids! Your kids. It's, on, a kid's on, it's a kids' show! It's a courtroom! They don't want to watch hang that. On, Bill,
1: just watch The great the thing about being toddlers is, the is they don't shit, have an opinion. They don't
0: know what we're talking about.
1: They're minors. They don't get opinions in life. You just do things, my and they have to learn to freaking, enjoy it.
3: My freaking toddler's feral. Okay, Bill, I can barely get. Bill,
1: on. you could literally put it on on the TV
0: and give your child your phone, and you'll be fine.
3: Yes, I know. I know. I know. I. Know I, I, I. I. I've. I've beside <laughs> the point, he, just, he, I've he been, just. I've been. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm just recounting my entire life as a parent. He just doesn't want to watch it it's over fine. the last four years. No, no. I mean, it's just there's a lot of things to watch. There's a lot of things to do, and I barely get to sleep. So that's all. Honestly, you should probably I, be um, in bed
1: right now. If we're
3: being honest. Not right? Seriously, I'd be able to get up at five. Um, if you, th- my but, point uh, is that
1: yeah. if if you like the end, and pretty much everyone does, I'm the only person in the world who thought it was contrived. That's fine. It's okay that you like things that aren't good. Many people like The Phantom Menace, myself included. It is a terrible movie. It is a garbage movie. I love it. I love every second of it. So you can like things, but you need to be ready to accept and admit when those things are trash. Right? And that is a trash and contrived plot device. It ruins Din. It. And by the way, I just need to very clearly state for the record that if... Bo-Katan is dead and that's the way she died, I'm not watching this show anymore. Period. All right. She's going to live. They're, there's there's
0: not the, They're not going to kill her off that way. Uh, the end, I'm I'm hope, gonna I hope off. you're right. Second, I of all, second of all, I want to talk. They literally, this was an entire device to get rid of Grogu. Which is great. Which, which honestly they need to get rid of that character he, he overshadowed cannot, like, the whole what, what, what series what was season 3 gonna be like fucking uh Din literally just like buys a fucking house <laughs> next yeah. to a fucking elementary school <laughs> in the suburbs. that has like great ratings like what the fuck was gonna happen <laughs> and like I'm I said Luke Skywalker's is, Jedi well, Academy no, and that's they final need to get, they need to get rid of the baby and he moves on this was a great way to do it because if you're mm-hmm. gonna get rid of a fucking baby force sensitive this is this kid's powerful Luke Skywalker has to be the one to fucking take him away Because this remember, this is right after Return of the Jedi This isn't 40 years later It's 5 years later This is right after Return of the Jedi It's 9,
1: five. Oh, it was nine. Well, Luke the first Skywalker, season is
0: 5 years later Luke Skywalker so. is literally the most powerful fucking person in the galaxy And when a, a Force-sensitive baby calls out to him He's gonna show up
1: but do you understand that I have no issue with any of that? I have no issue with Luke Skywalker being in this episode. But the fact that he shows up
0: when a bunch of robots were pointed at the door, that's when you have an issue with it?
1: I have an issue that Din did nothing to be a mechanic of his own safety. He did nothing, he hid, he locked the door and hid. This man who is a killing machine, who has proven himself time and time again to be a formidable protagonist, did nothing. And the only reason he did nothing Is for fan service.
0: Did you see the point where he lost a fight against the robot?
1: He... I'm not going to say it again. You you saw the point where he lost the uh, fight against the robot. He didn't have a dark saber then. Oh, he didn't
0: have have the dark
1: saber. He didn't have the glowing hot laser sword. No, he didn't have that. So
0: he didn't consider that dark saber his. That was somebody else's.
1: Okay, here's something I promise all of you. If one of you own a gun, and then at some point I get the gun, and you and I are locked in a room with a bunch of killers out wait, there, wait, wait, I promise ben, I'll ben, use the uh, gun to kill them all, despite so it being your gun, pause, I promise. Pause,
0: time out. Ben, are you trying to apply real-world logic to a, a, a universe with space wizards and... Well, I'll just leave it at that space wizards just give
2: me
1: my gun I'm trying back. to imply that a show can be written oh, well and cool at the same time no no a protagonist should never be a passive entity in the climax of their story period ben,
0: there's uh, no excuse ben, for it i don't think you understand that uh, din will never be cooler than luke skywalker
1: it's just not gonna happen he could have shown up after everything I'm not I'm not saying Din will ever be cooler than Luke Skywalker that's not what I'm trying to say I'm saying that Din Djarin is our protagonist of this series not Luke Skywalker so Luke Skywalker shouldn't be the one to save the day the hero of the story should be the one to save the day Din Djarin the hero of the Mandalorian the show we are watching. I'm not watching the original trilogy I'm not watching the sequel trilogy. I'm watching the Mandalorian, which is about Din not about Luke Luke can come in Still Luke can chop up a couple of robots still and it should still be cool but Din should have done the majority of the saving because it is his show it is his story He's just is, a passive entity.
2: This is what I wanted to say back when um, we were first talking about the podcast, first talking about everything in the podcast, is that I, what I'm really enjoying about the Mandalorian and you might call it fan service. You might call it like callbacks or something like that. It's uh, for, for better or worse. All of these Star Wars shows are going to be an ecosystem they're all it's all content feeding off one of another. And, you know, they're they're pulling from different aspects of each other and st- stuff like that. The Mandalorian, the reason why you can have like raised stakes in the the past, if the Mandalorian takes place after episode six, but f- before episode seven episode all, you know, episode nine is already passed. We already know that everything ends up OK in the galaxy. But we don't know the story of the Mandalorian. Anything can happen. It's 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 just out there. It's just it's a fully new story within this Star Wars ecosystem, which allows for characters like Boba Fett, Ahsoka Tano, Luke Skywalker to show up, and maybe yeah, maybe be a Deus Ex Machina, maybe show up and kill all the Dark Troopers. But it 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 just sort of. In it to me it really just there there's a whole universe out there and it's what really ties it all together like all of this can be a star Wars all of this can be Star Wars stories but you can have characters show up and do something really cool and then just leave because they have other things to do or you know grogu contacts luke skywalker at at the at the jedi temple because that's just what happens and then luke's able to just through the force and know where he is and show up and dispatch all the dark troopers yeah you know din could have done something but he's like he's already gotten his ass kicked once by these all kind of all-powerful robots that he has no experience previous experience with except getting his ass kicked and shooting them all out an airlock. I, I, I really, I just, for me, I appreciate that, that, that all of these star Wars shows seem to be an ecosystem that they're all going to sort of intersect and they're going to tell stories. You know, we might, we might see Din Djarin show up in the bad batch. You know, we might see, you know, whoever show up in the Obi-Wan series, you know, that's that's kinda that's kind of my take on on the whole thing i guess
3: hi bill hi bill here <laughs> so i just uh i will just i'll just do my spiel on the the end of the series uh not series but the end of the season um so one of the one of the things this is a resolution to is um is uh, you know Din's uh, vow, which is to either uh, train the child child as a foundling or return him to his own kind because he's too weak, and th- that is as soon as that's resolved, the season is over. You know, as soon as that was resolved, there are so many other unresolved stories within the Mandalorian that you know it's completely dissatisfying there's so many other things like like we talked about uh boca uh is she dead did she get shot i don't know and it's like it would be super dissatisfying to have her permanently maimed and we had no idea and like we said pacing has been a problem with this entire series and the pacing on this last it's like they they put so much shit in here that could have been explored and made super interesting there's so much stuff stuffed in here um, with Luke Skywalker getting involved with um, with Din, you know, accidentally claiming the Darksaber. And, you know, there's so many different uh, tensions that are happening. And then the tension is just left there. And um, and to me, that's dissatisfying. Maybe that's good television. I don't know. But, um, you know, there's so many things. And then Luke Skywalker being a deus ex machina out of nowhere. It kind of bothered me, because if you look at it from the perspective of everybody in that room, this is just a guy. You don't know his motives. You don't know what he wants. Yeah, he could be a Jedi. He could have horrible, you know, Yeah, he could have horrible motives for this child. How do you just give up this child to this man you've never met and you have no idea who he is? Like, that bothered me. That really did bother me. Like, I know it's Luke Skywalker, and we know he's a good guy, but, like, for him to just show up, slaughter an entire ship of droids, and then be like, yeah, you can have this baby. Like, I don't know. That just it bothers, that bothered me. Um, Didn't make sense to me after Din had uh, wanted this child to be safely with his own kind. I mean, he is with his own kind. It just feels like there's no proof. There's three, there's like four or five lines where it's like, I'll protect this child with my life. Oh, okay, got it. Okay, here he is. Like, it's just like, (laughs) it's like, it, it, it just doesn't seem believable in a motivational sort of way, in a motivation sort of way. And so that's my problem. And then there's so much that tries to be done in the last episode that could have been done throughout the entire series. There's so much that... There's so much just stuffed in there, and it just feels rushed, and it feels like there's nothing interesting happening with it. And also, CGI Luke face is horrible. It's got the oh, Gemini was, Man problem, right? it was a, right?
0: no, a fake I was just like, it was. Yeah, it is. It, was, it is it
2: really a deepfake. Was.
3: It is, but it's, it's a, a it's a bad fake, yeah, though.
1: Like they like they cast. Sorry, like, they cast a lookalike lo- to make it easier to do the deep fake and then at uh, CGI'd Mark Hamill's face onto him and then had Mark Hamill voice him, so.
3: But they also altered Mark Hamill's voice. I mean. But, I mean, it's like if it honestly feels like they blew the budget and then they were like, oh shit, we gotta do the deep fake. Okay. Look it up on YouTube. Like, and it just, like, seemed like it was just so amateurish. It didn't seem good. Like, um... What? Go ahead. Spill
1: they'll never look good it's because they're trying to imitate a human face and make it look real it'll never happen
3: and it's 100 percent juxtaposed with close-up shots you do a close-up shot with a cgi face and then you juxtapose that with a C- with a regular shot of a human face it's never going to be good like you said you have to have dark lighting you have to hide the face down. somehow Facing you have to the opposite direction. have everybody be animated You have to have, you have to just do an over the shoulder shot the entire time. That's how you do it. (laughs) It's like, you cannot have a full on like Mark Hamill from 1996 sort of shot. You know, it's like Luke Skywalker
2: from now on. Young Luke Skywalker.
1: I I honestly would have been fine with that, but he crushed it. That wasn't the casting, wasn't the issue at the end of the day. That was.
3: Yeah. But I mean, it's, um, but I, I don't know. I just I mean, my my whole problem is that that well, that kind of just destroyed suspension of disbelief. Any bad CGI just destroys suspension of disbelief for me. It would have been I mean, if Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill could never pull it off because he's grown and he's a different person now and physically just wouldn't be able to pull off. It just, you know, like that would have been, you know, if Mark Hamill were in shape and in the place that he could be playing a CGI face Luke Skywalker. That could have been cool. That could have been awesome, but it just broke the immersion. So I wasn't immersed. It broke me out. I, in the last, in the last three minutes of the, of the series at this point, I was completely pulled out of my suspension of disbelief, which is a huge deal. just
0: holds star Wars. at such a low standard now that I was just like pleased (laughs) with the entire episode. No seriously okay. I, for Star Wars, I just literally it's like down here. <laughs> I don't expect a lot out of it anymore. I don't
1: mm-hmm. I don't expect anything of it anymore either, but I still judge everything fairly and to the same standard. Something is either good or it is bad. I may enjoy it or not enjoy it, but it would end which is mutually exclusive I, from good honestly, or bad.
0: I looked at I looked at it like I was reading a, a Star Wars novel. And it makes the most sense that Luke Skywalker shows up and you just give the baby off to him and you move on.
3: Sure. Sure. I mean, I think I think for Din, it's not that believable that he would just hand off the baby to this random Jedi. I think as a character, I don't think it's believable as an entire story arc uh, in Star Wars in general. If you were looking at the entire canon. Yeah, that's probably how it should progress, because that's where Jedi go now that's where jedi go now and when they're when they're found they go to hand off
0: the baby to his people he tried to and it didn't work so he kept it is you're right
3: you're right
1: at least we know
0: the people showed up
1: at least we know that in around 30 years no less than like probably 10 15 years now green guy is dead so like we have that to look forward to at least and it's done and we don't need to worry (laughs) about him anymore he's officially off the board Kylo Ren doing God's work yet again.
0: Well, I'm just excited for him to not be a, a thing and they can actually <laughs> just move on to telling other stories. Hopefully, we'll see. But uh, does anyone else have any final thoughts for this? We're not doing good sci fi, bad sci fi because, as we all know, Star we are Wars. We're doing good is Star not,
1: Wars, bad Star Wars, though.
0: I guess we can't do that. You we, know. we
1: do that for every Star cool. Wars. Cool. I'm enough. into it. Fair enough.
0: Ben. Was this good Star Wars or bad Star Wars?
1: Overall, it's fine Star Wars. Um, there are some parts that are really good Star Wars, and there are some point parts that are really bad Star Wars. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Once upon a time, movies were and TV and books and everything was judged in its own right. Everything was judged from the beginning that the story, the part where the story began at 001, and from the part where it ended, usually around the 90-minute mark. And that's how people judge things, and that's how things were supposed to be reviewed and rated and critiqued. And then the Marvel Cinematic Universe came along, and mainstream audiences got their taste of connected universes and shared characters. And now a, a thing isn't bad, it's just bigger. You know, it's just something more. There's something more out there. Uh, no longer does a story have to be told with a beginning, middle, and end. It can now be told with a beginning and a middle. Uh, I, I think, you know, of a movie that we won't be covering that is sci-fi, uh, Monster Hunter, which everyone is upset about because it ends with a third Act 3 cliffhanger uh, because they're making a franchise out of it now. And that's, that's the future. That's what we live in now. And that's something that I think I need to accept As a viewer and as a fan of movies and television, I think I need to accept that if I'm going to get into the big franchises still, if I'm going to still watch these things, I need to accept that there's no longer going to be a beginning, middle, and end. But that's what I have. Find find Star Wars. Enjoy whatever you like.
0: Enjoy whatever you like. You heard it here first. Bill, what did you think?
3: Oh, I thought it was good Star Wars. I, I was super fucking cool. This whole thing was just so cool. I like Mandalorian. It makes it makes the inner nine year old just sit down and just watch it. Like I just, I love it. It's good. It's fun. I enjoy it. Make more stuff with Pedro Pascal and I'll eat it up. Anything. It could be a boring story about collecting fungus and I'll watch it. Like I, 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 you know, I just, I like it. It's good Star Wars. So it should be, you know, it's just yeah. like, no, I agree, you know, a spectacle. Right.
2: Andrew, I would definitely say this is good Star Wars. Um, I, You know, I, I can I can kind of look past, you know, that there there were episodes I was disengaged for. I was disengaged for the whole, you know, Mrs. Bighead episode. You know, I was kind of actually disengaged for the prisoner, you know, as for, for as good an episode as that was. I was just kind of, you know, distracted at that, at that time. But I would say as a whole, this series and, you know, the season has been good. You know, I, I made my whole ecosystem point, um, during that sort of last episode discussion, but, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what these star Wars shows do and what they do in kind of the star Wars expanded universe, if you will. I'm interested in seeing what they do. So good star Wars for me.
0: right. Um, I think this is great Star Wars they're opening up the franchise in so many ways that they haven't been able to before I, I mean I love the Clone Wars I love the cartoons, everything they've done but it was not as accessible as it is now and they're doing a great job every single episode is just taking it to that next level of expanding the universe and I really appreciate that for what it is um I guess I keep the bar low when I watch something Star Wars related, so I'm never disappointed, but um, Ben is right to a certain degree. They do um, take certain avenues, take certain routes when they uh, go about this series that honestly is lazy in some, some aspects, but they rely upon the fact that The average person watching it just wants to see cool star wars shit so they don't fucking care and i get that honestly if you just lower the bar enough you're not going to be disappointed i think it was great i loved it so yeah that's my take on it there you have it folks that is our take on the mandalorian season two stay tuned because apparently we have what Next, we have... We're taking next week off. We're taking next week off, but I mean, in terms of Star Wars, we have...
1: Nothing. 15 new shows coming out.
0: Well, when does Andor come out?
1: 2022 at the earliest.
0: Okay, so then the next thing we're going to be talking about is going to be uh, the Book of Fett, which Ben is excited for.
1: The next Star Wars thing we're talking about will probably be the Bad Batch.
0: Oh, the Bad Batch, and then the Book of Fett yeah
1: bad batch comes out before that i believe
0: yeah so and then uh apparently we're gonna get a a season three of the mandalorian after the book of fett so we'll see
1: yeah it sounds like 2022
0: yeah whatever we got some good stuff coming out
1: but better than shitty ass star wars uh in january we're talking about cyberpunk uh, oh, baby. We're talking about the Nick Cage-led jujitsu. Oh, God. <laughs> we're talking about a movie I know nothing about, but is being praised as a good sci-fi film, uh, if 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 alt-sci-fi film, I should say, uh, Baccarat, Um on Obama's list of favorite movies.
2: We'll see. I think
1: I've eaten baklava. And before. then the, in the last week, we'll be covering the new film Chaos Walking, starring Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland.
0: Oh, yeah and then february we got a a bunch of good stuff like the expanse who's
1: expanse and synchronic the week before that but uh, yeah
0: that's got uh nothing anthony, else after that yet. is that anthony mackie no who's in that
1: uh, yeah i believe it's anthony mackie anthony mackie and chris hemsworth i think yeah
0: yeah yeah okay that'll be fun
2: so mm-hmm. yeah we got Miller March Madness again nope. this year. <laughs> we're definitely not doing Miller you March Madness. You get one week. Actually, right?
0: we're going to give it to Jason this year. We'll right? give uh, Jason a March Madness. See what he comes up with. That's, I don't, that's a
1: lie. No one gets yeah. a whole month anymore. Sorry to no, say. No you one, get no one, one ever gets a whole month ever again. That's Did not I not right. have good picks? They were good well, picks, it was but fun. They, it, made, it made scheduling a logistic nightmare.
0: Yeah. Anyways, folks, there you have it. That is our take on The Mandalorian. Until next time.